Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nightmares Podcast. This is Zachary Smith. Uh, I'd like to introduce these two dorks right here who are giggling like schoolgirls for reasons I do not understand. <laughs> it was so dark and ominous. Hello. And then it wasn't. The uh, And then it wasn't, yeah. Uh, oh, hi! Oh, boy, kids! Oh, my. This is uh, Mark Conway, uh, fellow executive producer of Living Nightmares. Uh, nice to see everybody. This is Brandon Rakowski, also executive producer and co-creator of Living Nightmares. He's Brandon. That's all you need to know. I'm Brandon. Yes, indeed. Who Brandon am I? <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. I need an adult! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, We're so barely adults, so you know there's that. Yeah, no, fair point. Yeah, no, I mean, when, when I'm the oldest and most mature one, you know, we're oh. in trouble. I don't know if I'd say most mature. Maybe I, oldest. I got one response to that. We're all fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, alright, Zach, we got a bit of an, an agenda to uh, to accomplish. Let's get it, get it cracking. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're going to talk about body horror, which, you know... That's super sexy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's really not at all. You know, uh, it depends on your definition of sexy, all right? If you like... Oh, God. You know what? We'll get into that in a bit. Um, we have Mark's question of the day, you know, because everybody looks forward to that because it's awesome. Indeed. On our end, we're going to talk about film permits and location scouting and how much of a pain in the ass it is. It so much is. And then me and Mark saw us the other day, so we're going to talk about that because uh, it was really freaking awesome. So Fair yeah, enough. it was. I told you guys. And what I'll do is real quick though, um, gentlemen, is I'll just recap, uh, recap two things I spotted in horror movie news. It's it'll be nice and quick and everything else. Um, two articles, and actually, I may want to dedicate an entire podcast to one of these articles. Is um, and I know a lot of people roll their eyes, but there is something to be said about it. Is um, how the Blair Witch Project changed um, the marketing of horror and also changed the ideology of horror into a different thing. You know, this whole found footage, um, you know, movement that it started for better or for worse, it did change the face of horror for a very, very long time. Um, we got a lot of things out of it, good and bad, um, depending on your perspective. I would say more bad than good, but I mean... <laughs> that can yeah. be said for any genre, really. Yeah, oh. that, that's absolutely true. A- absolutely. It, you know, but it definitely changed it. Um, I'll definitely post the article at the bottom um, for anybody to um, uh, to like. And actually, you know what? Put a comment below and let us know if you want us to talk about it, because we'll, we'll devote an entire podcast to talking about the found footage genre um uh, and then we'll go from there we'll use that as one of the topics because that's what we're doing we're going honestly, through genre honestly i like the idea of maybe dedicating the podcast to the other article you mentioned yeah. um well you know what though and i'll definitely do this too this is actually i just picked this up from the news um which is like pretty literally two minutes before we started recording well there yeah, wasn't we didn't any think of any news so we're just like all right let's half-ass it what's on our phones today actually i really like this article and everything else it's actually based in a book called uh, screaming for pleasure um, uh, the title of the article is Screaming for Pleasure Explores the Health Benefits of Horror Movies. Um, and they're actually talking about, in the article, um, lowering blood pressure, releasing stress, um, and actually burning calories, of all things. Um, See? Watching horror movies helps you lose weight, folks. Yeah, but you know what, though? There's something to be said about that, though. You know, why do we go on roller coasters? Why do we watch scary movies? You know, why do we want to be in a situation... 
I was watching The Sopranos actually yesterday, and they actually answered this. Oddly enough, they answered this question. Really, you you were watching The Sopranos yesterday? Yeah, shut up! <laughs> if you could only see the outfit he was wearing right now. Oh, I hate you both right now. Anyway, uh, how are you doing? They. Uh, <laughs> it's not like it's insulting to my whole family. Anyway, the um. Uh, now we're just insulting you. Yeah, yeah. We're cool with the rest of your family. Yeah. <laughs> we love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to say that on a recording. <laughs> this is also a deposition. Anyway, the... Um, uh, Which I do record those. Indeed. <laughs> so, but um, the idea that we can experience fear without consequence is very appealing to human beings. Like, you know, us watching scary movies instead of being in a terrifying situation like we do, you know, our, our series on... You know, there's no consequences for anybody, but they get to experience the thrill. So you get that, you know, you get to have your cake and eat it too, essentially. You know, you get to experience that adrenaline rush, but you don't have the fear of death because you're not, you know, you're in a movie theater and what you're watching is not real. So there's something to be said about uh, about that type of feeling um, and, and you know, and being invested in, you know, in a roller coaster. So, you know, there are some... Help benefits. Obviously, it worked out because we're all fans of that of that feeling. Um, I'm assuming Zach. That's probably the reason why you've been watching horror movies since you were, you know, two. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, so please um, jump in, guys. Thoughts on that? Awesome. <laughs> um, thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for yeah, leaving me hanging. I, it's, I think you covered it pretty well. The, um, um, there's not much more to be said, and I was the one who suggested making a whole podcast on it. I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure I, there's I, more I to talk about. We just can't think of anything off the top of our head right now because we literally just found this about two minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, burning calories, and that would explain why, especially with my diet, why I don't weigh 400 pounds. Yeah, you weigh next to nothing. Yeah. You know, so, so, um, the, so there's that. A feather is heavier than me. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, Brandon watches a lot of horror. I watch a lot of horror, and yesterday I watched a lot of the type of horror we'll be talking about today. Oh. Body horror. He makes it sound bad, but it wasn't. It was a very good time. So, but, um, uh, and honestly, the only other really big, big news in, uh, in horror was about Stranger Things, but nobody here watches Stranger Things. I watch Stranger Things. So, I mean, the new season's coming out and everything. I know, it's July 4th. I mean, what do you? Yeah, thought? we're gonna be doing something else on July fourth. Thank you. Yeah, Montrose Beach. It's yes, be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> As we watch everybody blow and themselves thank up you for again, telling everybody where we'll be. Uh, should we have the Nightmares podcast table there? Yeah, why, why? Why not? All twelve people can go. <laughs> can go and hang out. <laughs> the uh, we're great. Doing great. All our fans. Uh, All twenty alive, subscribers. Uh, alive. Nightmares podcast of Montrose Beach, July 4th, it, as we dodge out of the way of everybody's fireworks. It's God. pandemonium over here! Oh, oh my god. It's super, it, it really is super great. <laughs> the, uh, you know, it, and for all those people that are not in Chicago, it, it, you know, if you think that your city doesn't give a fuck, our city really <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. We do this shit for fun. Like, we're not even being serious about anything. We just do this shit for fun. I saw a guy launching rockets at somebody else's van. So, Dude, so, we all had to make a trip to the bathroom. We had to run along trenches to dodge missiles. It was awesome. So, so, so opposed to everybody else who actually goes and watch horror movies, 
with uh, with a thrill with no consequence. We have both. We have fear. We have the intensity of fear and adrenaline and consequences. It's great. It's super great. It's super great. The uh, oh, God, I love. I love. I still love this town. I really do. I really do. There's no better town in the world. So all right. So getting back to oh my, back to everything. I know that uh, Brandon's itching to talk about some body horror, cons- yep. considering how much she's had to watch in the last. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think a, a year was removed from Brandon's life. I think he's truly given up on anything in, in humanity. And oh, I, I think you've given up on humanity after what I showed you. Oh, too. God. I watched only 15 minutes of it. It was it was the we'll, most... We'll cover that later. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. We have a lot to talk about with that movie. Oh. Zach has a story with that movie. I have a little story with that movie. Well, we, we might as well get it. We might as well get into the into the body horror right now because that's going to yeah. be the bulk of this show. Yeah. We better get going. Um. All right. So uh, let's actually start with a comic book. Uh, what I wanted to talk about last week. The reason <laughs> why we're talking about body horror. I totally jumped over. Um. Well, we'll, we'll save the... we'll save the movies for a little later because it's there's no short there's no shortage of stuff to talk about with this genre. Especially oh no! Not with at all. us. Um. But yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago I was researching best horror comics of 2018, and there was this one four-issue miniseries that was like consistently listed in the top five, and it was being compared to like the works of David Cronenberg, and I was looking at the cover, and I was like, and they're really evocative covers. Um, it's not porn, Zach. You despite know, with a title like that, you cannot d- d- tell despite, me it's not porn. Despite what the covers look like. We literally thought it was porn for like a week. The um, it's not. What's the title? Uh, so the title is "Come Into Me," uh, which I know doesn't you really. Cannot... I. You know what? Hold on. You know what? Please put comments. In, you know, let me explain this from our perspective. Zach lives here. I come over here constantly, and everything else. With no context, we saw these comic books hanging out in the living room, and it literally says, "Come, in, come inside me." Into me. And come into. That's even worse. Come in. <laughs> Come into me and everything else, and then and then we look at this. Hey, Brandon, what's up with this? And this and his first response is, "Oh, it's not porn." <laughs> the fuck am I supposed to think? Like bullshit. This is the type of porn I would watch if it existed. <laughs> Apparently, it does. Mark, what would you like to describe some of the covers for our listening audience? Uh, I would love to describe this. So we have uh, we have a, a shirtless man, uh, and his face is essentially blacked out. And he has a um, an organic tube coming from the back of his uh, his neck, the start of his spine, going all mm-hmm. the way down. There's some organic creature that has, I'm assuming is sucking it out. And then also there's a, a a woman that is facing the opposite direction, and she is also shirtless. I'm assuming completely naked because I, I she's got a towel covering her, and she also has the same organic thing sticking out of her neck. I, I just want to point out every time he says organic. Just picture something red, squishy, and fleshy. Not organic in the sense of, you know... Kind of like a giant sponge made of flesh. Pretty much. Sure, just don't think kale when you think organic or whatever the hell it is. All of this, it, 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 you know, it's very hard to be convinced that it isn't some type of point. The, it uh, isn't. It, 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 so. At some point, I'm going to read it, and I feel like I'm going to walk out of there saying... This is porn. It's not. It, it, it's. It really starts off as like a sci-fi drama, and then by the end of it, it's just all-out body horror. Mm. Um, and I'll describe what the first issue is about because it's actually really interesting. So it takes place in this kind of 
not too distant future. And there's this tech genius who's created this invention that allows two minds to share the same body. Um, hmm. uh, basically, the series is like a comment about how everybody's sharing their lives on social media and all that. Um, and so it, it's truly two people are sharing literally everything with one another. Your, your I, memories. I, I certainly saw quite a bit of that about, about 20 minutes ago. There's a lot of people sharing a lot of things. Which we'll talk about that movie. We'll talk about that movie next. Because I know, I know you oh. want to talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen, this um, movie leaves major impressions on people. One person in particular. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But yeah, so... Big shout out to Wes. <laughs> I love Wes. Um, but anyway. So there's this tech genius. He creates this machine. This essentially organic machine that allows two minds to share the same body. Um... It's going through trials at the beginning of the story, and those trials on human subjects, mind you, uh, and let's just say there's some blood in the first couple pages. That don't say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, blood and body horror? What? That's crazy talk. But yeah, so basically the way this machine works, and you described it on the front cover, is there are these two tubes that hook into your spinal cord, your brainstem, yep. essentially. And so stuff goes wrong. Invest investors are kind of backing out, but then this woman shows up to his office, and she says, "I will pay you fifty thousand dollars if you let me go through the trials." And he says, "No. Uh, the reason why he's created this machine is to help with like mental illnesses and stuff. It's not meant to be like a social thing. It's meant to help. It's meant to be therapeutic." Oh, okay. Um, but he's running out of money, and she offers him $50,000, so he says, okay, I'll let you do it on the condition of I'm the person that you hook into, essentially. Mm. All right. So they just rush into that, and so it's her mind goes into his body, and they both have access to, their, to all their memories and everything, and they're, like, talking to each other and thoughts, and it's actually really cool, because I think it was, like, blue, blue thought bubbles were him, pink thought bubbles were her, oh. and... There's like, okay, these are the memories that are off limits to you, so on and so forth. Well, what she didn't tell him was she was actually suffering through ovarian cancer at this time. And while her mind is in his body, her body actually dies. So her mind is now stuck in his body, and that's essentially the end of the first issue. And it just spirals out of there. So it goes into what the long-term effects are of two minds sharing the same body. Spoiler alert, not good. <laughs> well, no um, shit. This is why you don't come into people, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but oh. yeah, it, it's actually, but yeah, it starts as like a sci-fi drama, and then by the end of it, it's just a really emotionally exhausting body horror. Like, you were talking to me earlier before we started this, like, with body horror, like, it's like, what's the point? It's just something to show something. But no, there is a point to this. Okay. And it's like, it's one of those stories that it's kind of about everything. Like, it's about what happens when you invite the wrong person into your life, essentially. <laughs> um, and it's just, and like, what a person will do just to survive, um, even at the cost of their own body. And it's really just emotionally resonant in a lot of ways mm -hmm. like there's one line in particular that really that has really stood out to me in the last issue where she's talking about how um healthy people don't feel anything 
but if you're somebody who has even just one part of your body that doesn't quite work then your entire body is just screaming all the time and it's just the way it's presented is it's a very unforgettable uh comic book um if anything i think it needed more than just four issues to really delve into all the so it just stopped the four issues it just it's just a four issue miniseries it's a very quick read like i read through all four of them in maybe an hour Wow, well, there's something to be respected about that. Something that knows that it, yeah. it it's it's short and sweet. I like that. Yeah. There's too many um, there's too many stories these days that like to branch out and just take over more than it yeah. can shoot. Um, but yeah, I think there were a lot of other things in there that could have explored more. Like if like it's one of those things where if somebody were to adapt it into a movie, they would know what parts they could expand on. Really, if anything, I think it would have fared better as just a full graphic novel. Because, like, when you're doing like single issues, you do have a, num- a certain number of pages you have to be confined to. And I think just just having a little more space would have just made it a lot fuller experience. But as is, it is a very unforgettable reading experience. Nice. And I, I pretty much scoured <laughs> all of our um, comic book shops in Chicago trying to find these issues and yeah it, it was a really tough find but i finally found all four of them at chicago comics like right off the belmont stop and i haven't told and because they have that one horror shelf i'm just like okay i've looked in every other store if any store is going to have it it's going to be this and yeah they had like two copies of issues one two and three and just one issue left of one copy left of issue four and i was like Getting, 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 getting. <laughs> I even told the register clerk, I searched the entire city for these. And she just kind of looked at me like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, with a cover um, like that, I don't blame My you. search is over. <laughs> it's just like, boy, I wonder what your search history looks like. Uh, no one will know because I deleted it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd highly recommend it. It's called Come Into Me. Um, I'm sorry, man. Well, four issues. It's a quick read. If you're able to find them, I highly recommend it. Nice. If you like David Cronenberg stuff, you'll like it. Uh, if you like sci-fi horror, you'll like it. Um, yeah, it's one of those stories. It's, it's about everything, and it's nice. um, it could have been a bit fuller, but it did not. But that did not diminish the uh, impact at the end of it. Well, something to be said, like Zach was saying, and everything else is, and it is. Sometimes it's better to to leave before you're supposed to leave than overstaying your welcome. Yeah, they there really is something to be said about that. So, yeah, definitely, I'm definitely in agreement on that. I know you've been really itching to talk about it. Never else, ever since yeah, I saw it, 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 it was good. Like it's, well, yeah, we yeah. always we always want to support you know shit that's good. Yeah, and it's not put out by one of the big publishers. It's put out by Black Mask, which I've never even heard of them before. This one, news so. to me. But it's a real winner. Nice, nice. Everybody check it out. Um, uh, do you have a link on Amazon? Where they um, can find there it? is a link to the trade paperback, but what's weird is it says it's out, but it also says ships in one to two months. Um, hey, some some links better than, a, than yeah, others. We'll but yeah, one. at least it'll have all the information about it right there. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the comic is called Come Into Me. Just search it on Google, and I'm sure you're going to find it first search. You, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to be golden. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure safe search is off, because you know it's a horror thing. Exactly. 
So in all seriousness, folks, um, uh, we'll, I'll have Brandon put a few secure links at the bottom of this video, so we, <laughs> some real ones, uh, so we can actually uh, find the real comic and everything else, and obviously support good art. Um, yeah. uh, we're all oh, about and actually the artwork is amazing. Like nice, the way nice. the artist draws, like the memories, it's kind of like this blurry haze like it, it really represents what memories are nice. really well nice. and it ranges from very beautiful to very haunting and it's nice yeah gotta love that gotta love that no, yeah it's super important like i said support support art support um entertainment and everything else especially good shit and everything else get rid of the bad stuff enjoy the good stuff yes because there are way more publishers and comic book brands out there than marvel and dc I promise. You know what? Do yourself a favor, folks. Hang out in a comic book shop. You never know what you're. Uh, what, yeah, we're gonna learn. A lot of great there. stories, even especially in the basements for fifty cent comics. And, and that is not a joke. That is yeah. literally a basement in the comic book store and everything else for fifty cents comics. By the way, the advertisements on the back are the best parts. Cause you oh, get, yeah, yeah. oh yeah! Oh <laughs> yeah! You get to find out how old those comics really are. <laughs> I've seen some ads for some uh, some. I've seen some cigarette ads. I've seen some uh, Sean Claude Van Damme movies. Hey, here's a Street Fighter movie advertisement. Oh, uh, there was that one that we found where on the back it was an ad for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Wow, that was a good one. We all know how that turned out. Yep. Um, amazing. Anyway, moving on. Hey, the Yoshi puppet is amazing. Does it? Yeah, and visual yeah. effects wise, yes, it actually. Yeah, actually, was. there were crew members of Jurassic Park who actually stopped by the set because they were legitimately impressed nice. by the Yoshi puppet. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair so enough. there are good things that came out of that movie, other than a bunch of jokes. All right. Now, now, now we're going to talk about. <laughs> now we got to talk about the um. Oh, the slug in the room. Uh, go um, ahead, Brandon. Okay, so. In preparation for today's topic, today I rewatched a little movie called Society. Now, what Society is about, it's about this suburban high school student, uh, rich family, lives in a rich neighborhood, but he feels like he doesn't quite fit in. Uh, his parents <laughs> have him see a therapist where he talks about, I was like, you know... I just don't feel like I belong here. Just something seems off about the people in this neighborhood. And there's this other kid who believes there's some sort of conspiracy going on. And I'll let you, I'll let everyone re find the movie for themselves. Cause you just have to see it to believe it. Um, yes, you it was do. Directed by Brian Usna, who is probably most famous for being one of, for being like the producer for uh, Reanimator, um, and it basically just hurdles towards this climax. <laughs> uh, um, sure, sure. Uh, Mark, do, do you want to describe what? Um, I I wish I could. <laughs> the um... so so the ending. Uh, spoiler alert for a more than twenty year old movie at this point. I don't know. I, um, I think Statue of Limitations. Who, I who think cares? the statute of limitations um, for the, for viewing the movie will never run out. But, yeah, but, but, you know what? Yeah, we can talk about it because we can talk about it all we want, yeah. but our words will never do justice. Oh God, no! What it actually looks like. No, no. First of all, um, first of all, let's say this right off the bat. Yeah. Anything else? It is very much '80s effects. Oh yes. Like so, it's so very much '80s effects. Um, so you know it's quality. It, yeah. 
Uh, well, I mean, well, yeah. So yeah. equality, people. So, so I, so something funny about body humor and everything else. Humor, body, body horror, <laughs> and humor, and, and humor. But that's actually what I as a Freudian slip. But that's exactly like, at first it's creepy, and then it, and then eventually, especially with this particular one, it goes way into bizarre and. And hilarious and Rated ridiculous. Rated R for bizarre sexuality. Oh my god! And with the kind of Blu-ray cover it had, I don't know why I expected that movie to be normal when I first watched. It. Okay, so essentially what happens is it, it turns out that it's called the shunting. Okay, so the it turns out that these rich people are basically members of the Illuminati. I'm assuming, and they're rich people. They're rich people, and they are some kind of subhuman supernatural species. That literally sucks life out of people mm-hmm. and everything else. Sucks everything and essentially eats them and everything else. And then I guess for a while they become in a an homogenous blob and everything else. And they while they suck the energy and all the body parts out of this human being, and then they eventually go back to where they were at. Um, uh, I really don't know what these things are. I don't think anybody. They're rich people. I, that, like, that the, is, the whole point of Brian Usna making the movie was he wanted to make the statement that rich people are essentially a whole other species correct. from everyone else. Correct. That, 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 you know, those people never understand us. And essentially, he also wanted to, to make the point that rich people treat the common folk like food. Yeah. And less lesser of a species than everything else. It's a very... Like, it can't get much more of a clearer point in a movie. Actually, I think that's the clearest point of a movie I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I have never been slapped with a metaphor <laughs> so hard in my life till I saw this movie. <laughs> the, 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 the foldy, rubbery hand that they use left out of the screen, and it said metaphor on the hand and slapped me with it in the face. That's what the fuck happened. So, and and moving on from that ridiculous statement, the, again, it got so, like, at first it was horrifying, and I went, ugh. Well, and then, so the, and then the as... the director, I, I believe it took three days to film that scene. Oh, yeah, your story's crazy. And um, during that time of filming, the director taped a sign on the door to the soundstage that said... Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. <laughs> Which, with makeup effects done by a man named Screaming Mad George. <laughs> Although, you know what, though, there is not the crazy. I mean, it, wh- wh- who's the uh, who's the guy who did the effects for from Dust Till Dawn? Sex Machine. <laughs> I think his name is like something Sex Machine like that. Tom Savini played Sex Machine in From Dust Till Dawn. I could have sworn that that he, that was actually a did real Tom nickname. Did Tom Savini do any of the effects on that movie? It wouldn't surprise me. I thought that was his nickname. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so, anyway, well, Brendan's looking yeah, that up. I, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, from Dusk of Dawn was, uh, the makeup effects of that one were the three guys of uh, KNB. Ah. So, anyway, moving on. So, so th- yeah, it, again, it got, it, it, um, it got to the point where it was ridiculous, and... At what point was that for you, Mark? The point where where, it, where the main character walked in and found his whole family and found his mother and his and his sister basically combined uh, with each other 
and, and then the sister's head came out the mom's vagina, and then the father literally pulled his head out of his own ass, and his face became his ass. And then and then and, and then I was like, I literally, I was like, I'm out now. I'm out. No, I'm, no, that was not the point where you said you're out. The point, that was the point where you said this has become ridiculous. Oh, okay. When did I the say I was out? You said I love it. I stuck with it after that. What the fuck's the matter with me? I kept going. Like, the, the, the point where you said that's it, I'm out was right after that, where it was literally just everybody became this mass. Yeah, and I went, I went, all right, I'm done. The, the orgy called wrong, as I call it. Oh, God, it was terrible. The. And then, and then I the, think that thing took like nineteen puppeteers or something like that. Yeah, that's it. And then the main character got in a fist fight with some other guy, and he literally took his took his hand, put it up the villain's ass, and pulled him inside out. I'm not joking. That <laughs> happens. That was a real fucking thing that happens. They, and then they ran out into the in, into the sunlight and everything else and hopped in their 80s Jeep Cherokee and, and, and drove the fuck <laughs> off into the sunrise. <laughs> and, I, all, all, I, and I was almost expecting, like, Cruel Summer by uh, by Bang, uh, uh, Bangarang or whatever the hell that name of Bandit is to come on while they drove away. Like, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know how much 80s cocaine it would take to get over that. But I'm assuming a lot. Somebody call Jack Nicholson. I'm sure he has an answer. Like, no, it's it's Scarface cocaine. It's not Jack's cocaine. It's Scarface's cocaine. Like the big fucking mound. Enough to deal with a hundred takes from Stanley Kubrick. Anyway, moving on. The um, so you know what's so funny though? I I love talking about it, and I can talk about that fucking train wreck I just watched and everything else all night. But what I really want to hear, because I haven't heard this story, and I know they want to hear this, I want to hear about Wes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Alright, hold on, hold on, real quick. Tell everybody who, who Wes is. Zach, you've known him longer than I have. Yeah, so Wes is a, a, a good buddy of ours and fellow co-worker, and... Um, Oftentimes my camera assistant on set. Yeah, um, and also the best when it comes to reactions for many of things, especially weird, fucked up things. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, this Friday, uh, the 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 part I forgot about this whole thing. It's very much like a, a warning to not go to orgies because like it's the whole thing. They all get naked and, and they do this like and they get in some kind of oil and that's how they become you know these blobs. I'm pretty sure that oil is being secreted out of their own bodies. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> sure, the um uh, sure. The um, it looked it, it, it good God, it looked like a, a KNY uh, uh, convention, like it was so much lube going on, <laughs> so much KY jelly. Oh my God, there was enough KY jelly to 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 literally slick back a bunch of dudes' hairs, like eighties thick hair, <laughs> just like just like fucking like Danny Zuko from Greece. Hair. <laughs> like, it was just it was just bam like. Like, 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 I was expecting some asshole to pull out a comb, a comb and be like, womp, bop, doo, bop, womp, bamboo. <laughs> Holy shit. So, it's, that's why they hang out with me, because I'm hilarious. Anyway, so, I, speaking of hilarious, I want to hear about... <laughs> so, I invited Zach and Wes over, and of course, this is October time, horror movies aplenty. Um, 
It was Halloween. I just want to point that out. It was Halloween day. It, oh, it was Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, that was an excellent night. Yeah, and it was actually a, yeah that was right before my uh, going away party for the ships. I no, think. this was before you got accepted to the ship. But you and I did have a gig the next day because we didn't sleep. Oh, that that was that night. Yeah, okay. that was for that one uh, kebab place that we. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if they're still in business. Oh, I assume so. Um, but anyway, um, so I invited Wes and Zach over for to watch a horror movie. And I did not let them see the box art or anything. I just already had the Blu-ray in the player ready to go when they got there. And I just said, this is society. Late 80s, early 90s, depending on how you look at it. It was actually shot in 88, I believe. And I believe it was released in Europe that same year. But it didn't get released here in America until like 91, 92. Wow. Yeah. A little disappointing, but oh well. So it's kind of both a 1980s and a 1990s horror movie, depending on how, well, we'll stick depending, depending on which release date you want to go by. It's the, the, it's the story thematically is definitely a product of the 80s. Yes. Yeah, That's and, all um, 80s. I believe when it, and when it was in the uh, Blu-ray version is the uh, fully uncut, unrated version. Uh, when it was released in theaters, it got an R rating and it was like three minutes shorter than what the Blu-ray has. Okay. Um, I don't think three minutes would really do a whole lot of difference. <laughs> Not really. I don't see how. Not really. Um, I just want to know what parts they cut to make the difference. <laughs> well, yeah. All I said was, you guys don't know what you're in store for. And then the movie started. And Zach, I'll let you take over here. So I think it was like five minutes into the movie we're watching it and then out of nowhere when the main character's talking to his therapist and actually no this would have been like 10-15 minutes in the movie because it starts with him talking to his therapist yeah and then he has that exchange with his sister at home and this is where yeah so he has the exchange with his sister and then out of nowhere which goes she's giving him the fuck me eyes <laughs> Incest is a very strong theme in this movie. And it's not that I didn't agree with him, but it really hit him hard. Like, it really creeped him out. And for the entire movie, everyone was just being weird like that. Like, everybody wanted to fuck this kid. Family included. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And he's really freaking out over this. And then we get to the ending and he pretty much loses his shit. Well, no, there, there's another line that he freaked out about when the kid's therapist asks him, so how's it going? I don't remember that part. Really? Yeah. The therapist asks him, how's it going? And the kid just casually says, oh, everything was going pretty good, except for the incest part. <laughs> and that just... The, what? <laughs> Wes just went up the wall <laughs> at just how casually that line was said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what to do with that. Like I, I don't even know what I don't even know what box to put that in. It's like I can't compartmentalize that in my brain. It hurts my brain. Like, hey, how's everything going? Oh, you know, everything's great. You know, besides the incest, but you know, like you know, great. Like, like you know, my response would be like, I, I didn't see that part. I only saw like the last fifteen minutes, the whole the the, the holy fuck scene. You've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough. And everything else, but like, but like, you know, like if I was the therapist and he said that, it's like everything's going great except the instance, like, it's like, this is what I don't fucking talk to people. <laughs> Which, uh, just so you know, the therapist 
He was the guy with the whole hand effect at the end. That was the kid's therapist. Oh, uh, the one the guy who was trying to wrangle them yeah. and everything else? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I forgot them. They literally had people, you know, wrangling people. <laughs> like, yeah. They had, like, leashes for people. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like it's like something like in it, like something you would find on the dark web, except like it's a movie and that's real. The uh, although I red room to the extreme. Oh god! This is a movie that you watch and then you just show it to your friends without explanation. It's like the the two girls one cup phenomenon. Like no. it's it's that. I I wouldn't even put it in that category. Like. The, it, no, no. There, there's a separate category for this one. I don't know where, but it's somewhere. It, it, like it's, it, you know, I, I remember when I showed one of my coworkers the the tr- the uncut trailer for Evil Dead, um, the remake and everything else. And it was that one scene where she takes the um uh, the, the reciprocating saw and cuts her tongue and then makes out with a chick. I wish I recorded her reaction to it. It was fucking priceless. She literally like I'm I'm I show in the, uh, I have the phone like this and everything else and she's on the other side of me and everything else and all of it. So I hear her say. Say no, no, no! Don't do that! No. Speaking of split tongues, uh, Zach, do you want to talk about the movie that Justin and I showed you last night? Actually, I want to put a pin in that one for a minute. I want to talk about the Evil Dead remake and how it was probably the best movie-going experience I ever had. Okay. Oh, I really well now I want to hear about this. Yeah. So as you know, I get really giddy whenever I see you know body mutilation and stuff like that, especially when it you know just. The more realistic the gore effects, the more giddy I get, the more happy I get. Of course, it's a very normal reaction. Yes, exactly. Close to being horrified. I was in the the theater, I was with my two buddies, and I think three seats down were these group of girls, these teenagers. And that exact scene pops up where they start making out and the blood comes out of, like, she's bleeding into the other girl's mouth. I'm sitting there, and I'm giddy as, like, a little freaking schoolgirl and everything. (laughs) And these girls turn and look at me with disgust, and I just look at them and I give them the. Oh. <laughs> the oh. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, yes, going to the movies with Zach is a, is an interesting experience, nonetheless. Although I've I've also seen him, I've also seen pissed off Zach. Um, have, need a twenty minute rant after seeing a movie as well. I've seen that shit too. The uh, Predator. The most recent Predator. So that happened too. So it, it, it could go either way. It can go either way. The um, But that, that whole movie was a great experience. But passion's important, people. Passion's important. And you know what? And I'm sorry. The Something I definitely want everybody to realize. Even, even people who aren't fans of horror and everything else. There's a... My sister's a makeup artist. Um, I'm good friends with another makeup artist. I have, I have a lot of friends who are FX artists and everything else. It takes a lot of work to do yeah. what they do, and and they are some of the most passionate um, people that I've ever met when it comes to that type of stuff. I've acted on a lot of different horror sets and everything else, and some of those people are the best people I've ever known. Um, and they usually follow a pretty strict stereotype, to be perfectly honest. All the dudes are big burly Viking guys. We talk about metal and shit. Well, they're, well, they're like they're stirring uh, fucking plastic. Like, yeah, I saw Metallica back in '86. It was great. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. 
same way Zach gets giddy about about horror music, I get giddy about metal and everything else. I'm like, yeah, it was awesome. Damon Stane's a bussy, whatever, blah blah blah. Slayer, Slayer. They go and then they go play a solo uh, in the corner um, <laughs> with the rest of the makeup effects. I don't know how they do it. They just do it. And then all the girls who uh, who uh, who do makeup effects are usually obsessed with Tim Burton in some way uh, or another. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad it's thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Just an observation. The um, uh, and you will talk to them a lot about Tim Burton, and then you will talk to them about um, uh, about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which is technically not Tim Burton directed, but Tim Burton influenced. We we all just give that title to him. Yeah, we kind of yeah we didn't you know I feel bad for the actual director. <laughs> yeah, he never got any credit for that shit. He really didn't. The um, uh, like yeah, Tim Burton, but I directed it. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure Tim Burton directed that. But but I but I but nah 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 I'm pretty sure Tim Burton directed that. <laughs> that sucks for that dude. It really does. His name's Henry Selleck. I, I'm sorry. Who, and of I'm course sorry. I, I'm I'm the only one that <laughs> took sorry, the who, time to who, learn his name. Who? The, um, You're also the only one who liked the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory remake, if I remember correctly. Oh. It's no. not a bad movie. It kind of is. Oh. I enjoy it. Oh. No. I don't know anybody who does. Except I don't you. even know why it was a thing. It didn't really. It, 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 well, yeah. <laughs> Spaceballs, the sequel, and the search for more money. The, um, uh, which is pretty much any sequel or remake. Anyway, um, uh, uh, anyway, but, but it, going back to what I was saying, though, it, these people, you know, I know that obviously these effects sometimes are other people are disturbing. Not everybody is Zach. Not everybody's me. Not everybody's Bruce. Right. But the, um, but there's a lot of work that goes into that. A lot of money that goes into it. A lot of patience that goes into it. So when you see a horror movie next time and everything else, really appreciate that. Um, uh, I know that being on a horror movie set has been a, a you know a great experience for me as an actor and then also now as an executive producer. So, um, uh, you know, please support local horror, uh, horror movies. Please support national horror movies, you know, especially if they're good. They actually just only if they're good. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, going back to that. Um, talk about the movie you were going to talk about. Sorry, getting a little rant there. Yeah, uh, American Mary, was it? Yes, American yeah. Mary. That movie was... Uh, I expected more from it considering what it was about. Okay. But it really oh, didn't provide... Do you want to tell us what it was about? So, surgeon going through med school, pretty much, uh, she's down on her luck and everything like that, does some, I guess, black market surgeries for uh, body modification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, about a quarter, like, after she does her first two modifications, her professor, you know, drugs and does very nasty things to her. And she loses her shit and um, kind of just... Does the whole body modification thing full time in a very dark way, and you know it, it. It's a very good character building movie for I'd say the first half, and then after that it just feels like, what are we doing? Okay. Yeah, and not only that, you know, for a body horror movie, there's not that much body horror to begin with. I would say the most grueling thing we really have is him on the hooks mm-hmm. in that one cellar part, but that's really it. I mean. It's an okay movie. It starts off strong, but then it really goes nowhere. And then all the technical problems, like the like yeah, the, sound was not. Oh my! I, I think it's a very good movie, but and the last I, I this that was actually my second time seeing it. The first time I saw it um, was probably about five years ago now, um, 
And I, I still think it's a very good movie, especially uh, with Catherine Isabel's lead performance. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, say you, it was a bad yeah, movie. You, you but don't it, have her, you don't have the movie, essentially. Yeah, it wasn't a bad um, movie, but it wasn't, it wasn't a great one. It was an okay one at best. Yeah. And um, like I said, the audio issues were Yeah, the, the sound, there are a lot of ADR obvious moments. <clears throat> the, the, one, the two moments I couldn't get over, though, was... Um, there's a scene where she is beating a security guard to death with a pipe, but this the foley sounded like somebody just high fiving a gym mat. And um, there was a scene where she was at a bar talking to someone, and it sounded like they forgot to do the post production mix for it. Like it just sounded like the it sounded like just the production shotgun mic audio oh and nothing else oh. um sound was not the movie's strongest point but all the uh makeup effects were practical and yeah, they were all very good when all the when the effects were actually done they were good but there wasn't anything like really i guess over the top in my opinion i mean but i don't think i don't think it was like, aiming for that though. no but i i just feel like as a body horror movie i wouldn't really call it that like okay. I, don't, I don't know what genre i would put this in it, it was an okay movie i feel like they could have done more with it story-wise or it should have been shorter mm-hmm. like this movie would have definitely served as better as a short okay um but yeah uh the, the effects were great uh when they were there um like i said the first half of the movie was good other than that it's just eh all right. like nothing really satisfying nothing to hate just yeah except the audio well I, I I can't say I hate it because I have seen worse audio true yeah yeah like I, I can't say it's like terrible but it's just very noticeable at least you could still hear and make out yeah. what everybody's saying at the very least which is important yeah I, I, I could think of a few movies yeah I, I, I know what you're talking we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole here but I know no. I, I know what you're talking about I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a DVD right now yep um <laughs> moving on yeah I know uh so then our friend Justin showed me another horror movie uh, it's an interesting genre of horror movie, I'd say. Um, it wasn't as body horror as I thought it would be, and I'd actually describe this one more as like a coming-of-age horror. Uh, it's called Excision, um, apparently based on a short film, as I found out later on. Okay. Um, movie based on a short film. So what it's about is there's this teenage girl going through high school, um, she has dreams of becoming a surgeon. Um, she's very delusional. She's very into these dreams that she keeps having that are just filled with blood and sex, essentially, in Ooh. very bizarre ways. In fact, the first scene in the movie, because you said you, you and you were uploading our first episode of the podcast, and you wanted to keep an eye on the uploads. Yeah. You said you'll sit that one out. And watch American Mary after that. Within thirty seconds, I'm just like Zach really picked one to sit to sit this one out. <laughs> it's blood and tits, and I miss it. God damn it! Um, you could have called to be like, hey, just come check this scene hey, out. You'll you, love it. Scenes. Oh, scenes. There was plural. More. There, yeah. There's more. Um, let me bring <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> there's a list. Folks, there's a list. There's a screen grab on IMDb where as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. 
And you can pass that along to Mark when you're done. Oh, I, think, I already saw that. Uh, yeah, sure. um, that. That's okay, I get it. Keeping in mind, they can only show certain things on a website like that. But yeah, so it's about this girl who has dreams of becoming a surgeon. She has her own delusions. She's picked on at school. She's not very attractive. Uh, obviously um, very sexually repressed. Yeah, which um, it's actually really amazing makeup job because... When you compare her and her dreams to her in real life, it's like, I, I'm amazed this is even the same actress. Because in the dreams, like, she is freaking beautiful. Ah, uh, interesting, um, interesting. So really huge thumbs up to whoever the makeup artist was on that one. Nice. Um, like, okay, it was to the point where I was even questioning if it even was the same actress. But of course, it, it was. Um... Uh, she has kind of the, her mother just kind of bullies her essentially like they don't get along um, the marriage between her mother and her father is obviously a bad marriage her younger sister is suffering through cystic fibrosis and yeah it's just her just trying to make her way through this whole family situation and she goes to this private school that she, that she doesn't care for at all um like she doesn't really get along with her teachers or the principal um uh, her mother makes her see the uh catholic priest at the church in lieu of a therapist which as they discuss later on you, maybe we should send you to an actual therapist <laughs> um you don't say but it basically and like it's basically just like her eventually just trying to get her parents approval mm-hmm. and at the end it goes to a very very extreme ending um this movie wasn't just an absolute emotional roller coaster because it does have that added tinge of it just sucks being a teenager it really does and this movie perfectly captures that like it's just you you <laughs> like the character the main character is obviously delusional um but it still sucks. But you still feel for her. You still sympathize with her. Dude, I'm actually um, I'm laughing because because you're exactly you roll your eyes and everything else. But it, but the fucking simple plan came on the radio the other day, and I'm like, wow, it really does suck to be a high schooler. Yes. Like this is like this whole like that whole band is dedicated to how much it sucks to be a teenager. Like yeah. literally, how much it sucks to be a teenager. Um. Yeah, I mean, the ending is one of those endings where you'll feel all the emotions. <laughs> all the feels? All, all the emotions. It's like, it's equal parts, just upsetting, but you understand her mindset, and just the the last moment is just haunting for so many reasons. And it, this is a movie that I am not going to forget for a very long time. Um like you, you know, and everybody, you can't see his face right now, but he's actually genuinely yeah. upset about it. I want like, to see this movie. Holy shit! Yeah, like, like it, it, it's a very strong movie. The cast is insane. Who's like that? it is full of people that are really only in it for like a few moments at a time. Like for the most part, it's really just the main girl, her sister, and her two parents. Those are really the only four characters who are actually in it. All right, but there are these different actors who are playing um teachers or kids in the high school or just other adults like you've got matthew gray goobler as one of the teachers of uh criminal minds fame 
uh, this guy. So oh, holy shit, it's yeah. the nerdy guy from uh, from Criminal Minds. No shit. Um, you've got Jeremy Sumter in there. You've got John Waters as the Catholic priest. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I really do, wouldn't want to see that guy. I really wouldn't. Uh, you've got Malcolm McDowell as one of the teachers. No kidding. Yep. Uh, Marley Matlin as one of the administrators at the school. Wait, it, it refresh my memory. Marley oh. Matlin, uh, she is the uh, hearing impaired actress who won an Oscar for Children of a Lesser God. Oh, yeah. She was also one of Jerry's girlfriends in an episode of Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the lip-reading episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you've got Ray Wise as the principal of, uh, you know, Ray Wise of um, Twin Peaks fame. Zach, you would probably know him as the devil from Reaper. Oh, God, he's awesome. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jerry Scrapers, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the cast was just insane. Um, like I said, most of those people were just in, like, inconsequential roles, but they do add their little flair to the movie. Um, and nice little surprise, like, in the first moments of the movie, you see a phone number written on the telephone, and it has the 703 zip code, which is actually the Northern Virginia zip code, and that's actually where I used, that's actually where I was born and grew up, so it was kind of interesting to see, uh, no, not the zip code, the, um, the area, area code. the area code yeah. of my, uh, childhood there, that was unexpected, um, but yeah, it is also based on a short film. I was asking one of one of my friends after the movie, if after I watched it, if she had seen it, and she said, "Yeah." And it was actually based on a short film, and the short film's on YouTube. That's the main actress. That is the main actress. Yes. Wow, you you were not you're not kidding. She is she is gorgeous. Um, so I did look up the short film on YouTube, and it's basically a condensed version of the movie, but the tone is very different. Like the mother in the movie is very much the antagonist whereas in the short film um and the marriage in the movie is just a bad marriage like you can just tell right away whereas in the short film it is more the neglect for the girl does is just incidental because they're also dealing with a younger daughter who is going through cystic fibrosis and is going to need a lung transplant Mm -hmm. um so it was like the the movie was definitely way more mean spirited. The short film was more. I don't want to say innocent, but sympathetic. Sympathetic. I mean, the movie was still sympathetic. Like it was a weird. The movie was a weird combination of sympathetic and mean spirited. Mm. Um, you just like I can't think of any other movie to compare it to. Um, but it really does just capture the feelings of just being a. Was was her dad named Bob? I. Let me see. Yes. Yeah, and then, uh, which is awesome, Robert Bart is in this too. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, he... Ariel Winter plays the younger sister in the movie of Modern Family fame. No kidding. Yep. Wow. So you really do have an all-star cast with the uh, with this one. Yeah. The uh, It just goes back to proving my point about casting um, quality actors. But yeah, I, even though the movie was made in 2012, I do not want to spoil the ending I will say the ending in the movie definitely has a much more sinister tone to it, but it still doesn't lessen the emotional impact. Both the short film and the movie have pretty much the same ending. Um, Both are very emotionally resonant for slightly different reasons. 
Um, but yeah, I, I was watching this expecting it to be body horror, but it, it's really more of a coming-of-age horror, and I really don't have a single bad thing to say about it. Um, wow, fantastic. Yeah, it's called Excision. Um, if you go to YouTube and type in Excision, uh, E-X-C-I-S-I-O-N, short film, you will be able to find the original short film. We'll put the link in there. Yeah. We'll put the link in the in the description below. Um, but yeah, it was a very pleasant surprise. That's, uh, that's, 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 that's fucking, highly, highly recommended. It's fucking, fucking fantastic, dude. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's one of those movies, it's one of those horror movies that I don't want to give too much time to this conversation I had a few years ago. I, we've talked about it amongst ourselves, but I have met people who say, horror genres like horror and sci-fi and fantasy can never be great because they just don't they can't Mm. explore supposedly can't explore true human emotions but excision and another movie that we're going to be talking about later on us um those are two movies that just no it's those two movies show that horror can provide really emotionally resonant stories I that can, I can will stay with you forever. Dozens. And of course, yeah, it is an endless list. Do- dozens. Um, dozens. It actually upsets me when that doesn't and everything else. Yeah. I think there's... Excision yeah. is one of those horror movies that transcends the genre, I think. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of good things. So, um, which actually um, uh, brings me to my, my question of the podcast. Okay. Is... Body. This might be answering my own question, but is body horror necessary or is it just a gimmick? Because I think that is something that's you know necessary. That, okay, so it, it directly confronts the question of what is human. Okay, I just look at the Come Into Me comic that I was talking about earlier and the plot line that launched the body horror of that. Um, we also have um, social identity with society um and even personal identity with american mary last night and even okay. excision um so there are relevant questions that body horror can uh, explore videodrome like the effects of media on us um yeah there's just no shortage of topics that body horror can explore i, I, it's I agree to, it's up to the writers and the filmmakers and everybody involved if they're going to actually explore those questions. But body horror is a very interesting and disturbing way to look at it. Um, like, even though the movie, this movie isn't body horror and it's not horror at all, it's more of a sci-fi comedy, but there are there is that one element of... I wouldn't call it body horror. I wouldn't call it a body horror scene because you don't see the transformations, but the thought is there. But just think about like the last third of Sorry to Bother You and the questions that that whole plot twist brings up. Um, Even though that's not really body horror, the fact is there is a bodily mutilation mutation happening and that is still very well within the realm of what we're talking about here. And just think about the questions that that movie brought up. No, for sure, for sure. I, you know, I think, I, I, I think that, I think this is an excellent opportunity to, you know, we talked about earlier in this. There's some people that think that, that, that there's nothing that you know can't, you know, horror can't convey anything. Horror can emote human, the human experience, human emotion. 
yes, I, I get that there's, you know, we're talking about extreme metaphors and extreme yeah. situations and everything else, but there's a lot to be learned from, you know, from that. And, you know, and, and, and I think the ultimate question is, you know, and I, you kind of answered it already, but I'm definitely going to ask Zach is, you know, what do you say to people who say that that's a gimmick? You know, like what the what what the fuck was the point of that and everything else? Why are am I watching this for the sake of watching this, or is this is there a fucking? Point I know what I would say to that, but I'll let Zach answer first. The um... I really don't know how I would respond to that. I mean, I watch it because I enjoy it. Okay. Like. I mean, it's 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 thought provoking, and it is, and there's a lot of people who think that it, it's a gimmick. You know, like and, I definitely wouldn't call it a gimmick. Hell no. There's definitely a lot of stuff you can do with body horror, especially at a metaphorical level, but how I would actually respond to that, I don't know. Like I said, my, my answer is pretty much simple. I just enjoy it. Like, it, it's just fun to watch. Like, I love seeing people get t- torn apart. I, I love the directness of your answer. My, my answer is way more smart aleck. <laughs> I was about to say, we got the Christopher Nolan. No, I, was, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I just film like because I like it. <laughs> you know, um, it it's really that simple. I just... I like violence. I like blood, guts, gore, all that shit. It's fucking awesome. I like awesome. that stuff too. The uh, um, like, but I, I don't really need to look into the deeper meaning of things. I just I'll, I like what I I'll, like. I want to. I I agree with with both of you and everything else. Um, I'm I am actually going to be the douchebag who quotes Batman right now. Okay. Um, oh boy. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. Yeah. Okay. It, it really it it really is that true. Like if you want to get your fucking point across and everything else. What situations about society about how much it sucks to be a teenager and everything else? There are you know you need dramatic examples to prove your point a lot of times. Like you know, it, it, yes, it can get to the you know um, you have to respect the intelligence of your audience. Um, I didn't feel that way with with that I watched. I kept was constantly beaten over the head. Well, there is no respect for anything or anybody. <laughs> there was no respect. That's period. What I love about the um, uh, that man knew what he was doing when he made that movie. He he was he was consuming a drug called fuck it all. The um because uh, that's what he was doing. Fuck it ask all. Ask your doctor. The uh, ask your doctor for fuck it all. The um uh, the um, <laughs> but. I I think that it that that genre um, can teach you a lot about life. You know, I love Wes Craven's um, uh, quote and everything else where he said that it, within the realm of horror, you can discover you know talk about any topic. You're just gonna yeah. have a jump at out and grab you every fifteen minutes. But I think sometimes that's more effective than the strongest dramatic piece. And there's a lot of really good horror movies, and I know you guys don't consider it a horror, but Silence of the Lambs says a lot and everything else. Yeah. Scream says a lot. Cabin in the yeah. Woods says a lot. Um, the Exorcist says a oh, lot yeah. and everything else. I mean, the 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 you know the '70s horror movies that we saw, the '80s you know the '80s horror movies. Halloween said a lot. This shit can happen anywhere and everything else. It's in the middle of nowhere. Psycho said a lot. You know, some people really love their mothers <laughs> too much. The, um, uh, you know... A boy's best friend should be his mother, Mark. Oh, God, don't remind me. And the, uh, this just got weird. And just got weird. But um, there really is a lot to be learned from that genre. 
And also for everybody else out there who has a res- has a negative response, you also m- you never meet a nicer group of people to make horror. You really yeah. won't. Yeah, <laughs> you really won't. There's they're the nicest, sweetest people ever, which is really fucking weird, but it's true. It's, the reason why is because we get to just let loose. Yeah. We don't have to give a no, damn. No, no ambitions. Again, <laughs> again, ask your doctor we, we, about we've fucking. We've already all. got our catharsis and everything. Like, one of the best pieces of advice I can give anybody is just to say, you know, fuck it, just don't care. Like, it, it really makes a whole lot of difference. If you like seeing people get torn apart, go with it, roll with it. It's fucking awesome. There's plenty of movies and games out there where you can watch and or do it. Mm-hmm. Can we get Manhunt VR, please? Seriously? It, we'll, 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 actually not a, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, it no, really isn't a bad idea. It's a great idea. idea. Trust me. We I, will, I, I could actually see that working probably a little too well. Oh no, God, the right, right amount of well. The right amount of well. No, no, the, no. And we will discuss, that will be another podcast where we discuss horror video games because that's happening. Like, there's, they we're not walking away from that. But, All right, next week's topic, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Next next week's topic, horror movie uh, video games. Just horror video games. Horror, horror, horror video movie games. video You mean horror video games? Yes, that. And you're... Uh, never mind. Anyway, go To on. be fair, both of them, Until Dawn is a horror movie video game. Fair. Huh? Fair. <laughs> All right, there we go. The, um, uh, so, and Brandon, what, and what would your be your... Uh... Um, so, if somebody just asked just tries to be all smart and say it's a gimmick well to be fair movies were born as a gimmick like what movie isn't a gimmick yeah yeah that's that's actually insanely true yeah the um uh it, and i know it's kind of a smart happy answer but it, it's totally true like it's a movie without a get if you a movie without a gimmick would just be a camera just set up in front of two people talking in a room for an hour and a half and you mean an a24 film Shots fired. Shots fired. Bravo down. Bravo down. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, no, I I hear you on that. I hear you on that. So, um, so yeah, that I think that answers that question. Um, gentlemen, talk about um uh, the, the wonderful world of our production life and permits and everything else. The uh, I suppose I should talk about that because I'm the one. I'm the I'm the asshole on the phone. <laughs> yeah, you're the cliche accountant, motherfucker. Uh, and we should, we should probably start with step one: location scouting. Um, that's definitely a good thing. Obviously, you need your script done. Yeah. Uh, first, before you're doing any kind of loca- uh, location scouting. You whatsoever. should really have your script done before you start doing really anything. Yes. It's kind yeah. of an essential part that you need to get the foundation built and you know build the fucking film. At least have beats or something, bro. Like something. Yeah, I mean. A general idea, something. The amount of movies I've or the amount of projects I've seen that you know try to run without having the script finished, or finish the script and decide, you know what, screw this, we're gonna throw this out the window and just redo the whole thing just from start to finish. What? What? We're gonna we're, we're gonna burn this all this and this whole thing down. Well, why? What? What the fuck are you doing? This 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 right here was working. You fucked it up. I'm gone. Fucked it up. Still my, one of my favorite lines from Beverly Hills Cop and everything else. Y'all, the lie was working. Y'all per- fucked up a perfectly good lie. It was working. Until <laughs> so y'all fucked it up. The, uh, but, um, but yes, always have your script done yeah. before you start doing location scouting. That way you know what you need. Because uh, like we had a very set list of requirements we needed for our location that we were scouting for. Um, obviously since we haven't shot yet, we're shooting in just under two weeks now. So I don't, I don't want to talk about, um, script details, but just like the requirements we needed. We needed a four-way intersection, um, 
that will look deserted on film. And when you're living in a city like Chicago, that can be very difficult. There's always something going on. I don't know how many... We also needed a bench on the side of the road. Yes, we also needed a bench. We needed a streetlight, a four-way intersection, and a deserted road. Yeah. In Chicago, that doesn't mix very well. Yeah, especially the deserted part. You can find a lot of stoplights and a lot of benches, but to find some place that's going to be deserted and everything else is next to impossible. Oh, yeah. um, Then again, you also have to be willing to stay out to the ass hours of the night. It's true. I mean, you know, film's not easy. And if anybody anybody who says, don't, it, it, for those individuals who think about film and everything, they're like, oh, that'd be fun. Don't get me wrong, it's a fucking blast and everything else. It really is. But don't kid yourself for a second that it isn't hard work and it isn't a pain in the ass. You know, and that's, I think that's the reason why we're having this conversation because there's things that you, that people don't realize even have to happen. Location scouting, and then with location scouting comes permits, comes insurance, um, you know, super, super important things. Yeah. So if you're a fan of movies, appreciate what goes into it. I've been telling people all week and everything else. I've been literally on the phone with the Chicago office for 45 minutes in you know, film office. And then as soon as I got off the phone, I tell anybody who's around me, I was like, hey, next time you see a movie, appreciate it. Appreciate what went into it. I don't care if it's good. Appreciate what went into it. The um, uh, it's So to give you an idea about what the process actually took place, we had to, when we found the location that, that we had confirmed, um, we had to go and contact the Chicago film office to research permits. You know, we have been told different things about how they operate in the city of Chicago. And obviously we need to get some clarification. Also, in addition, we... Which, if you need clarification, just go straight to the source. That's why they're there. Yep. And actually, you know what? And big shout out to the uh, um, Chicago Film Office. Y'all have been nothing but accommodating and very, very nice. We really appreciate it. um, And it's been a constant email and conversation back and forth. And you got to think about this too as well. You know, if you're a a low independent budget, you have to consider, you know, unfortunately, some of your creative decisions get impacted by reality. Yeah. Like I would love to do a, you know, a a scene where we, you know, we have a whole street available in a big building, but you know, not only do you need permission from the building owner, you need to hire, you know, police officers from the city to actually close down the street, yep. put uh, barricades on each side, notify every single neighbor that's there. Um, and business. Uh, and business to actually uh, let them know that we're going to be filming and making a lot of noise. That parking will be blocked off. And also the parking will be blocked off. And you need permits for that as well. You need to do that well in advance. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it with, the, uh, with, with locations. Mm. And then also you have to figure out about transportation to get people to those locations. Yep. You have to have equipment on standby. Uh, you know, you need to when you're looking at your location, you're like, where can I store all this shit? And then of course with us too, since it's essentially an outdoor shoot, um, where are we going to charge batteries? Where are we going to have DIT set up? I mean, and we're also at the mercy of the weather, which we've yep. been at the mercy of the weather before. So there is a lot of stuff. Now that being said, though. Please don't think it's it's not possible because it is possible, you know. It, you just got to plan ahead. You got to plan ahead. You got to know, you know, what your rules and your regulations are for your certain town. If you don't know, uh, contact uh, your local police department. 
Um, not emergency number, of course. I wouldn't recommend calling 911 and asking them about that. The, um, they might if get... you do, let us know how it went. Yeah, please, put that in the comments below. <laughs> we don't recommend it, but if you do, let us know, because we'd really be interested to hear it. The, um, but contact your local police department, ask them, you know, what, what is entails with, um, uh, you know, with filming and with, you know, being on the street. Uh, we were lucky with our last shoot. Um, we filmed in my hometown in Algonquin. There Which, because you mentioned weather, I just looked at the forecast for our filming days. As of right now, we're just looking at sun and clouds. Oh Hopefully that stays. Fingers crossed. The, um, you know... We had we I had to contact the, the the village of Algonquin when we were filming, and I had to ask them about you know being on the street. Yep. Uh, we I, I talked to uh, several of the community you know officers that were out there, and uh, they were not, again nothing but nice. A, a big thing is when you call these people, they are there to help. They they really are there to help, and they really are that. And by the way, film is one of those things that 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 always sparks curiosity with people. So it's it, no matter what, most of the time when you call those people, they're going to be interested in what you're doing and engaged in what you're doing. I mean, I call this the, the community officer and, and he's like, well, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, well, it's a, it's a, it's an independent, uh, short, uh, that we're doing. We're just going to be filming on the block and everything else. Oh, that's really, really cool. Thank you so much for calling. Here's, here's what's going on. It turns out that it, there was no actual film permit and everything else. There would only be a cost if we needed to close down the street, yep. but we played it like old school stickball. Um, and if we needed a, you know, a car to move, car, car, and it, only one person got mad for reasons we don't understand because she could have easily gone around the damn car. The uh, we uh, that uh, wonderful tracking shot in the first episode in the first few minutes of the episode. Um, improvised uh, tracking shot. Improvised tracking shot due to do the uh, weather concerns. Uh, we hopped in the back uh, um, in my car, and we used our walkie-talkies to communicate. And we had Wes on in, a camera. Um, Wes in, on a camera in the back, and we just followed the the kid on the sidewalk. Ended up working out real good. We had other things planned. We had a bike. We had a sunset. We had a bunch of stuff planned that just did not work out. No. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Brandon. <laughs> he was really looking forward to I it. I was really looking forward to the sunset shot. I know you were, but we'll get it. I promise, we will get it. But yeah, it, it really is a step-by-step process and everything else. But if you do want to get, you know, once you've figured out your location, contact your local police department or, or your film office. If you're in a major city, uh, chances are they do have a film office, but you are in a suburb, contact your community officer. They should be able to get, provide you with that information on what will go into, um, you know, locking down a film permit and then also locking down what the rules and regs are and what the cost is. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the um, but yeah, but again, like Brandon said, plan ahead. Um, be nice to the people that um uh, uh, that you're trying to communicate with, um, and it will go a long way. It really will. They are there to help. Um, but um, and 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 be awesome. I don't know. That's, and don't be a dick. I think that's I think that's rule one. That's rule number one for really any situation, not just film work. Yeah. Not just anything. So. Um, so that's the uh, that's the plan, and then also yeah. um oh. Um, big, you know what, man? Um, uh, I'm going to give a, I'm actually going to give a, uh, they're not sponsoring us, but they're awesome. I'm going to give a, 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 a non-paid sponsor shout out to our liability insurance, um, uh, company app. Um, what's the name of the app? 
I have Verifly. Verifly. Yeah, there we go. Verifly. Thank you. That's it. Verifly actually um, uh, provides uh, day rates for uh, for liability insurance up to a million dollars. Um, it's which is what you would need for these for permits. these per, for these and permits. even also for I be, don't quote me on this one, but I believe that's also the kind of insurance you need for most equipment rentals. Correct, and then also most um, uh, um, most national parks as well. Yeah, um, I found out so million dollars is pretty standard. It's actually pretty cool. You can do like I said, individual days, weeks, months, hours, out even hours. Even had an hourly. Yeah, yeah even had an hourly is, for coverage. It's the only affordable way to get insurance for people who are you know, people like us where we don't have billions of dollars. One out of the three of us doesn't have a nine to five job. <laughs> the. Uh, even that has its problems. Anyway, the um, but it, it really is an awesome tool, especially for I pretty much anybody that's doing any kind of in, independent contract work. Um, it's definitely an excellent tool to have. There's a lot of options on there for artists, plumbers, and a few other things. I know, like there's a plethora of options on there. Go check it out. Uh, event coordinator, and also my big stick is, and as much as we don't want to think about those type of things, and we don't want to, we don't want to add the extra cost. Get liability insurance. It's super important, man. Like, it, you never know what's going to happen on your set. You know, it, I, I would rather have it and end up not needing it than need it and not have it. It, it would do. Because that is a whole storm of crap. Yeah. Litigation and other problems. Even if you do have people signing um, waivers that doesn't protect, you know, the homeowners, that doesn't protect anybody else, that, uh, you know, that doesn't protect you against. Um, anybody else that wanders into your set that hasn't signed a liability waiver, so we uh, we highly recommend it. We'll put a link in the uh, description below for a. Um, We're um, apparently gonna have a lot of links in this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So just that's know. fun. <laughs> Go nuts, folks. Everything else, but it's definitely an awesome app. Check it out. We'll see how much of these we actually remember to put in. So I'm taking notes. Yay! Oh, he doesn't have to call me in two days and, and say, Hey, Mark, what was that one thing that you said? <laughs> I don't know. Remember, Mark loves elevators. Oh, God, I really don't. And everything else. I hope you all enjoyed that episode and everything else. Um, uh, it was it was a fun experience. I'm sure it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, the... Uh, but, yeah, that I mean, that's my, my greatest gist with, uh, you know, with setting up locations and everything else. Zach, Zach Attack, Zachamus, anything to add on the locations? Prep your shit. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think Zach and I have anywhere near as much to talk about with permits and locations as you do, because <laughs> uh, most of our work these past few weeks have been about setting up auditions and shot lists and getting equipment together. Yeah. So we can cover that um, in one of the coming weeks. What goes into all that? Um, let's do um, auditions next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, auditions and talent. I think I could, I can definitely add a interesting perspective of that as well. Yep. Yeah. Considering I, you've been on both ends. I've been. <laughs> really, what have you done to put you on the other end of auditions? Uh, just you know a few acting roles here and there. You know, no big deal. You're you an could actor? act. I can. <laughs> the uh, I can act. Um, Do a Mickey Mouse impression. Show me your Oscar. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't need one of those. I actually have talent. I went straight to the jugular on that one. No, I don't need one of those. I have talent. The um uh, the you don't need talent to get one of those anyway. You just have to be politically connected. Yep. Um uh, the uh, or play a real person. Yeah, or never go full retard. That's important too. Oh, Tropic Thunder. Uh, that was funny. 
and I love traffic thunder so much. Anyway, but um, uh, but no, it's it was actually it's cool. It's an interesting experience for me because I've been on both sides of the table, so to speak. Um, uh, and I'll actually have both perspectives. Um, uh, so tune in next week. Um, uh, as always, thank you so much. Please subscribe, like. Oh, we're not done, Mark. What? We're we not, are done. not done. Surprise. Nope, I'm cutting it here. Nope. Uh, we all saw a movie the other night. Oh, <gasps> I saw I forgot. We gotta talk about us. Yeah. What does us tell us about us? Can I? Yo, dog, I got your themes with your themes with your themes. No. No. Please? No. Please? No. We talked about this, Zach. The safe word is pineapple juice. It's always pineapple juice or pineapples. So anyway, us uh, is... Is is a is definitely a mind fucking yeah. half. Um, um, I mean, I've already described a couple stories today. Zach described one. Mark, it's your turn. What is us about? <laughs> us. Uh, oh God. Us is the uh, the story of a typical you know a suburban family that comes to a um, a family vacation, and uh, which seems pretty normal for the most part, and then chaos ensues where essentially doubles of themselves show up. And start attacking and it becomes a killing. home invasion movie. Very much, and then it then it becomes more than a home invasion movie. <laughs> um, and then you have themes with your themes with your themes. Um, so spoiler alert. Uh, um, yeah, we're gonna do spoilers. Yeah, this. spoiler and that's alert. Why we saved it for last. So if somebody doesn't want spoilers, they can stop here. But if somebody wants our, if they up, haven't already stopped fifteen minutes ago, <laughs> have you even made it up to this point? Because bravo for you if you have. Yeah, especially the, with all of our talk of body horror and okay. what is and isn't porn. The, and, <laughs> well, the, but yeah, I, I say have at it, Mark. Uh, it, well, you know what, though? I need to see it again. Um, at Facebook. All right, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> all right, um, so, so at the service and everything else, it's a fantastic horror mo- uh, a horror thriller movie. Um, in a deeper level, it, it um it definitely challenges you you know your perspectives. The cool part about it is is it's it's a Warshack test of a movie. Yeah, it, it, I believe Jordan Peele has said that even though he does have a set mind on what the themes are about, he did want to present in a way that the movie will mean something different to different people. Well, you know what though, it's. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, even like the earliest, very first teaser poster for it was essentially an ink blot. I'm gonna find it right here just to make sure I'm correct. Fair enough. Um, there's actually funny enough. I've actually I've talked you know talked with friends and you know talked with you know um Red yeah, the very first uh, teaser. Yeah, no kidding. It, yeah, it literally looks like one of those ink blots. Um, there's a lot to be talked about with with like. The shadow realm, and you know, and you know, a lot of people that believe that there's an alternative, you know, alternate universe within the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, you you know, when you look in the mirror and everything else, you're not uh, you're not seeing a reflection. You're seeing literally another world on the other side of the mirror, and there's a lot of that um, in this. You know, about about a different you know side of your personality, and you know, different different things that you want. That you would never admit to tell anybody. There's a lot of that in there. There's also a lot about uh, you know the the id and the ego and the super yeah. ego within that. You know, obviously the people from the shadow world are the id, 
and the people above are the ego. Well, the they're not really from a shadow world. They're, they're actually from um, underground. Literally underground. Uh, literally underground. Um, uh, in their but I guess a supposed government experiment where they're trying to create essentially clones, clones of all of us that, used to control us, but it just backfired. So they abandoned the experiment. Correct. And they're just all down there with nothing. Correct. And and there's there's a lot to be said about you know you know the Jacqueline Hyde um, syndrome of of repressing our our negative and our um, you know violent tendencies and our you know pessimistic tendencies for a positive outlook. Even though now, funny enough, you know it's it, it, it's it, um, and I think I don't know what Jordan was trying to you know share with this, but in the end, um, the negativity kind of won. Um, in you know, in a in, a, in that kind of a Did world, it though? it didn't. It didn't. Um, I like mean, it really all depends I, on how you see it. On a on a on a macro level, yes. On a micro level, no. The um uh, and you know, I, I don't know because the, I mean, the people in the tunnels are essentially oppressed. Correct. And they were able to rise above their situation in the end. They were. You know, and, so and 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 we've definitely had our conversation about the twist at the end, but the twist really does make you ask, okay, in this in the grand scheme of the story, who is really the hero and who is really the villain, and not just who in a singular sense, but who in a majority sense, a societal sense. Well, it, it, and yeah. And it, you know, and and those lines are are very very blurred in today's in today's society. Mm-hmm. They really really are. And I was gonna say something too, and I totally forgot what it was. But there's a lot. It, 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 there's a lot. There's a lot of fucking shit in this. Movie. A lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of shit that's going on in this movie. You know, it actually. It, funny enough, I was I was gonna tell you about this too. I made a lot of, almost a little bit of parallels to Mad Men. Okay. Um, of outside of the fact that there's an actress shared. Yes, correct, right. But of the the fake persona mm-hmm. and the constant fear that that you're that the the person that you're you're pretending to be somebody else will be exposed, and that that fear and how and how people do that every day. Yeah, they pretend to be somebody that they're not and everything else, and they're in constant fear that that person and that. That's really, I think that you know that whole about the id and the superego and the and the Jekyll and Hyde and the shadow realm and the, the mirror thing and everything else. There's sides of our personality that that we, you know, that we shun. Some people more than others, and some people just reinvent themselves altogether. But eventually, in a lot of cases, that that who you originally were will fucking come, uh, come and catch yeah. up to you. The um uh, and and again, wow, talk about horror movies using a, a very excellent metaphor. Yes, in this case, people die yeah. and everything else, but but funny enough, you know, it, it's eventually your real personality coming out. Your who you really are coming out versus who you pretend to be. Yeah. Um, and that's very apparent in the final 10-15 minutes of us. Correct. And you know, and I actually saw it in the whole part um, where, with ironically enough, Mad, it's actually because of, because of, because of Becky's in it, and that's the reason why I thought of Mad Men. 
uh, when their whole family gets wiped out and everything else, you know, this is, you know, who they were pretending to be and this is more of who they actually are. The, uh, these, you know, these sub, you know, these other twins of theirs yeah. are actually what, who they and really are. It's actually are. a nice, neat little parallel that that whole family got axed, whereas the main family, all of them survived. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's something to be said about that. You know, and and and, and, the, and the family that survived is the more genuine family, and of course, and major spoiler, but I think we've been very clear about that. Um, the mother is one of those underground people that they switched for sure. their children, but it's she is still those kids' mother. Correct. So it's she definitely does have that violent side in her, as we saw. But is she really a villain? I mean, is the fact that she came from underground make her a villain, Correct. or is she still the hero of the story? I mean, that's really up to the viewer. I think. You know, and I had a conversation with um, with a few people recently about the education system mm-hmm. and everything else. And I think this is a really good, uh, interesting thing. I remember the line she said to her and everything. She said, "Why couldn't you take me with you?" Yeah. And the I think that something that's very systematically broken in our society, especially in the educational system, is binary thinking. It's ones and zeros. It's it's a yes or no. It's an A or a B and everything else. So she was essentially thinking binary. I need to win, you know, if I if I if if um in order for me to win, you need to lose. Yeah. I need to choke you out and everything else and switch you in order for me to survive. Her success is basically built on her failing somebody but, else down. But but the in the but the funny thing about that is it didn't need to happen that way. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't happen that way at all. Like they could have just walked out together. And then that would have been the end of it. Like they, you know, yes, it would have been fucking tough to explain what the fuck happened. <laughs> the, that would have been an awkward car, awkward car, car ride home. But that's a whole new movie. That's right a whole there. new movie. But you know, but I think as a, you know, I hear a lot of these these younger kids and everything else. You know, and I, I make myself sound so old, but they always come with this mentality of 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 looking at very successful people and saying, "Man, why don't you move over and let the rest of us eat." You, that person's success has nothing to do with your success. Yeah, you can be successful while they be successful. Binary thinking does does nothing for people and everything else. I think this this and actually, in fact, binary thinking does more damage than anything else. You like literally the damage is evident of that decision. You know what though, and and, and I can't I can't get too upset because she was a fucking child when she yeah. made that decision, and. That's and that's another theme too, by the way, of uh, you know of consequences of of decisions you make when you're when you're barely cognizant to actually make those decisions. That's a whole other thing, but but it causes more damage to think that way and to act that way than to actually just either one take somebody with you or let it be. Mm-hmm. Not only could she have gone with her. She could have just gone she, back. No, no, not even gone back. She could have just walked out. She could have just walked out the front door. That, that, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't even have to walk with. She they didn't even have to be in each other's that. lives. They could have. She could have just walked away. You know, she, any situation besides being a slave 
in the basement and everything else would have been better. All she had to do was walk away. Neo, you know, and that's and there's a lot of movies that do that too. All you had to do is walk away. Just walk away. The I mean, you know, it, she didn't have to become part of her life and everything else. They didn't have to, you know, have to be twins and sisters in, in life. They didn't have to, none of that had to happen. It would have been wonderful if it happened. That would have been awesome and everything else. But they could have just gone separate ways. She could have realized, holy shit, there's a whole other world up here. I just walk away. But instead, you made that choice because you were thinking with your id rather than your ego or superego. You're thinking with your id that I need to kill this person in order for me to survive. And that's the environment that you were in. But it's the wrong environment. It's the wrong mentality. And, and that's and that's a whole other whole other problem with the society at, at large is to think in order for me to win, you have to lose. And that's why, you know, and, and I think everybody, like, life's a game and everything else. Like, no, life's life and a game yeah. is a fucking game. Like, yes, you can take principles from a game and apply them to life, but it ain't fucking black and white. Like, right now, like, there's people that are more successful than me in this industry. But there, and there's also people that's, that are less successful than me, that haven't found God, like, you know, guys like you that I can do this shit with. I'm not concerned with what they're doing and I'm not concerned with what they're doing. I'm concerned with what I'm doing. So they put blinders on, on fucking racehorses mm-hmm. and everything else so they can see forward. Because if they look to the left, to the right, they're going to fucking fall over. I'm not concerned with what's going on. And it would be a disservice of, of me to be concerned about whether or not that person loses. And don't get me wrong, I'm down for some healthy competition and everything else. You know, let's have a good time. Let's, let you know, let's... Let's go back and forth. But at the end of the day and everything else, I'm going to leave the game. I mean, I'm going to leave the game as a game. When I go home and everything else, if I'm in a set or I'm at a job and everything else, when all that happens, you guys are still my friends. Yeah. And, you know, and that's more important and everything else. You know, once we leave the film set and everything else, we've we've accomplished the goal that we're going to accomplish. That's it. You know, we've done what we wanted to do. We've done what we love to do and everything else. And that's it. It's a fu- there's there's fun attached to it, there's skill attached to it, but when that becomes your whole life and everything else, that ideology of of I need to beat everyone around me, I need to be the best and everything else, I need to be the best. I need I I have an ego to fill and everything else. You missed the fucking point. Yeah, you missed the fucking point about life. And 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 that's the that's the real tragedy about all of that and everything else, is that is that they could have both been a very positive influence in each other's lives. They could have not even been in each other's lives altogether. It could have been that one moment that she just blacks out and everything else. Like I saw my twin or the other one. Yeah, that one was like, oh, something funny happened when I was a kid. And then that would have been the end of it. The but because of that mentality. And because of, you know, the you know the world that she came from, which is you know a product, and people are a lot of people are products of their environment, and everything else. But at the end of the day, though, Morpheus was right, man. Life begins with choice. Yeah. The fucked up part is though that choice was made when she was a fucking child, and that's I think that's even more tragic that she had to make a life decision that basically destroyed another human being destroyed another human being when she was a fucking child 
And I imagine that I think I'll view this on a on a different level and everything else is and something I'm not I'm I wasn't gonna look for but now I am gonna look for it. I'm gonna I, I said I'm gonna look for looking at it as a revenge story on that side, but I'm also gonna look at it as a guilt story on this side. How guilty is she? Yeah, that, that's uh, both those ways are how I looked at when we saw because that was my second time seeing it, and everything, literally everything, just takes on a whole new meaning. Um, for me, probably the handcuffs in particular took on a whole new meaning for me on the second time. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you, you <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The um, uh, it, it's. And there's a lot of a lot of stuff with that. Hey, you know what though, man? And I and, and it it really does. The more I think about the really it really does parallel Mad Men. Yeah. It, you know, your whole life is based on that lie. All your kids are based on that lie. Your husband's based on that lie. You know, your whole, you know, your wealthy upbringing, your childhood, you know, everything that happened to you is based on a lie. So it, 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 it's it's a very very turmoil way to live. And on that, Zach, what did you think of us? <laughs> Tough acts to follow, Mark. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, Zach. I kind of, kind of. He's like, well, then I guess I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna go fuck myself. Then. I, I, I guess, this I guess. is gonna be the whole, you know, I'm the whole cerebral thing, and then Zach, I liked it. <laughs> shut up, that's not what I'm going to say. I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, it, it was a Zach, good movie. Zach will never look at good, uh, listen to good vibrations the same way. Like, oh, the, the use of music in the movie was... <laughs> I just... Alexa, call the police. No, Alexa, I... stop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He actually has an Alexa in here. Sorry. <laughs> I was just reading a line from the movie. Sorry. It was Ophelia in the movie. Ophelia. Ophelia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ophelia, call the police. Not playing Fuck the Police by NWA. I just want to point out, everybody was watching him as this motherfucker danced throughout the theater. He like To both Beach Boys and NWA. No, 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 so, no, no, no. Beach Boys, he was calm. He enjoyed it, but he was calm. NWA comes out and he's fucking all over his chair. Well, dude, the people behind us, the people in front of us, people at the left side of the theater. I'm just sitting here watching him in the theater, just watch him, and it's just it's. Like, I was very into the scene. It was a, it was a lot of fucking. It's, a, fun. it's one of the best scenes in the movie. It actually. is one of the best scenes in the fucking movie. Like it, you will definitely um uh, you won't look at uh, a putter quite the same anymore. No. Yeah, the um. Uh, you won't uh, look at a lot of things the same way. No, you really won't. Movie. Or a boat motor. No. Yeah. The, um, uh, <laughs> really? The, you uh, took that for the boat motor for you guys? Um, no, no, the boat motor was great. The um, uh, but yeah, no, it's it definitely was. You know what though? But that's I I wasn't being overly disturbing and everything else for people. I was having fun, and that and that scene is actually a lot of fucking. It is a fun. fun. Movie. As serious as it is, it is still a fun movie. It, it, there are you know it. There are a lot of moments that do not take it seriously, and they are very self-aware about the absurdity yeah. of the situation. Um, and, and it really, especially the 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 guy who plays the husband and everything else, he just knocks it out of the fucking park. Well, he man. was the best part of the movie. He was such he a dad. Great. Oh my god, the dad jokes were on a level ten. 
Like, like, oh no, no, I'm sorry. These speakers go to eleven for the dad jokes. Like, it was crazy how many dad jokes there were. The um, and the or uh, orchestratic version of um, I got five on it at the Ooh. very end with the da- with the dance. And everything yeah. else was great. Which uh, that originally was not going to be in the movie. Really, that was originally made just for the trailer. But it was, but people responded to it so well that Peel added it to the final showdown at the end. Why the Why the hell not, man? I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it worked it, really well. It looked worked fantastic, and it looked great too. Yeah, you know what, dude? And actually, the I and that, that whole final confrontation was just a masterpiece of wow. editing. <laughs> I love it when she hits the fucking owl. With the, oh yeah, with the golf in, club in, in the house of mirrors. <laughs> in the house of mirrors. At the very I... beginning, the owl pops out. Oh yeah, just bam. Eh. <laughs> the um, but no, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's it's a it's a film. It's definitely with a, a what films about, which is enjoying it, but also being able to talk about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have a I have a hint for anybody and everything else. If you're still talking about a film, a, you know, after twenty four hours after it came out, and you're still discussing it and everything else, it had an impact on you. Yeah, I it, it, I would. Most of the time, I'd like to say it was good, like, and I kind of want to say it, but there are a lot of movies that are very bad, and you're still talking about them 24 hours later. Um, trust me, there's plenty of them. The But that movie had an impact, and actually, more importantly, it did its job, which is making you feel something. And it makes you look at the world around you in a different way. Of course. It's perspective, and that's exactly what film's supposed to do. It's supposed to give you a different perspective. You know, make you laugh, make you cry, make you think. The um, uh, you know, that's my whole thing about why I act. I want to, uh, you know, one of them selfless and one of them selfish. I want to, I get an adrenaline buzz off of creation, and then the other part is I, I want to give something to an audience, make them laugh, make them cry, make them think, make them, you know, understand a different perspective, or more importantly, make them just fucking enjoy something for you know an hour, an hour and a half, and everything else, and and recharge their batteries and everything else from their life. That's super fucking important too. That's a huge part of what we do. Yeah. So, but um, Zach, Zach, any other any other thoughts on uh, on the one besides you liked it? It was a good movie. I'm surprised you're not mentioning the Jaws references. Eh. Yeah, or, or there's a a VHS tape that was in the opening shot that I'm surprised you didn't uh, nudge me about. Gee. <laughs> It was in part two, okay? I have both Chud and Chud 2 on the Blu-ray shelf. For the record, he can't get rid of Chud 2, and we won't allow I've him to. I tried to give it away. Nobody will take it. You know, it's because it... Dude, it has the world's greatest theme song. It is a oddly terrible, but... Satisfying. In, no, it's... It's there. It's it's something. It's like that uncle that won't leave. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. The um, oh, by the way, did you also catch that that homeless guy looked an awful lot like fucking Jeepers Creepers? Is that the no. only one who saw eh, that? Uh, right, that's, that's just you, I think. All right, yeah, all right that's, that's a far fetched I'll let you think that. I and I if will. It, if that brings you happiness, Mark, I will let you. Think <laughs> oh, thank you, Brandon. I appreciate it. No, I want to tear it away. It's not true. But um, no, it it definitely got some themes on your themes, man. Like it, it's a. It, it is a Rorschach test and a half. It is whatever you want it to be. Um, if you want it to be a, a statement about, you know, oppressed societies, bam, it is. If you want it to be a, a fun thriller, bam, it is. If you want it to be about, um, you know, dark personas of your personality, bam, it is. And everything. There's plenty. 
a revenge story. Bam, it is. It's not until you know, not until after you watch it and everything else you figure it out. But it, it is all those things and more. Um, I, I don't call it a perfect movie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a perfect no, movie. No, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but 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 damn, isn't it not really fucking good? Yeah. And honestly, it's one of the few horror movies in the last decade that I would be. I would be remiss if it, it didn't show up at the Oscars in some yeah. way. Or um, yeah, and for me, it's this, so far this year, this is the movie to beat, um, as far as my opinion goes. We're, we're still in. We're still in. We're, we're, st- we're not even halfway through the year. But I don't count. I, I don't count January and February. Nobody does. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, Glass, Glass came out in January, and I really liked. Okay, that. all right. What um, else has come out this year? Uh, not really. A we lot. saw Battle Angel, which we enjoyed. Happy Death Battle Day Angel too. Was a really good movie. That was surprisingly yeah. really Did, you, actually, you know what was a really good movie? Uh, Happy Death Day 2. Yeah. That was a fun one. It, it, it wasn't as fun as it could have been. I was hoping it would be a lot more goofy, but it was still yeah. a very enjoyable sequel. It, it um, was. But yeah, of all the movies I've seen this year so far, Us is the one to beat. Um, I'll be surprised if at the end of this... I mean, since it's 2019, it's essentially the end... It is the end of the decade at the end of this year. I'll be surprised if Us is not in my top ten horror movies of this decade. I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it. I mean, I'm thinking about it, and yeah. I really I like it's definitely gonna be. Up I was there. gonna say this hasn't been a strong decade for horror. Well, but there are some very to, strong ones. Eh, I'd say up until the past, like maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's been when, a very hit or miss. One of the uh, the Conjuring was 2010, right? Conjuring was no, it 13. was 2013. Yeah, 13. I was gonna say okay. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, that would be my my top um, my top ten of of the of the decade. Yep. But we'll discuss that in December. Yes, indeed, we will. I'll yeah. probably be sitting my ass here. Yeah, I was here last year watching Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, the it was uh, a good time. It was a good time. It was a great time. It was the quietest New Year's I've ever been a part of. Yeah, the, but uh, it was probably one of the best ones. It's up there. It's definitely my top ten. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> top five. Top two. Top five. Top one. <laughs> just, I was gonna say I've had some up. pretty damn good New Year's experiences. I I don't know if I'd put that in my top ten, but it was a good one. I've gotten laid on a couple times in New Year's, so I'm sorry, man. I gotta put those on the in the top ten list. Sorry, brother. Happy New and okay, and I'm sleeping. Anyway, <laughs> we just finished. <laughs> nice, nice. Um. No, we're, we're still going. Okay, okay, okay. I thought you saw you press the, press the button. No, I, was, like, I was just adjusting the... Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought um, you really finished. Anyway, the... um, uh, um But yeah, no, I, I, I highly, highly recommend it. Please go and watch us support the movie. Pay the, the money to go and see it. It is worth the ticket price. And I, I even said it on Facebook after I saw it. Movies like Us are the reason why horror is, has been, and always will be the greatest genre of storytelling. The, uh, no, it's uh, it's a it's a strong 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 contender, of of quality. You know what? And this is this is the reason why too. You know, it's it's set out to you know it's set out to tell its story and to be a good movie first, and it just happens to be in the horror movie genre, yeah. and that and that's I think it's super important, and and that's why I tell everybody the best superhero movies are usually something first before they're a superhero movie. You know, uh, Dark Knight, crime crime drama. And everything else before it's a superhero movie, Deadpool, um, comedy, romance, revenge movie, then a superhero movie. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think that about does it for yeah. this week for the Nightmares podcast. Um, as always, give us a like, give us a subscribe. Um, Please. Yeah, we, we can't wait to bring even more horror horror goodness to the world horror goodness um the um, working on it we're working on it um uh please watch out for any updates that we have coming up um obviously please go ahead and uh uh, take a look at our facebook page and then we should have facebook at living nightmares official thank you and then we should have um our instagram set up we'll set up at some point in our life yeah zach when are we getting our instagram set up (laughs) no i'm not an instagram guy so uh, it shows the wrong person for this it'll 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 be up soon enough uh so but but as always thank you so much uh for for listening and watching and subscribing and all that wonderful stuff and uh and you all have a wonderful evening later bye (laughs) damn it zach